You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I like to not only make verbal things to, so you can learn, but I also am a visual learner. So I was able to pull up a video. And before we start this video, all right, so this video, it's a Geico commercial, okay? And um, this is a representation I just want to say, like, sometimes I feel like the swole guy at this church. It's in this video, and it's a testament to what our pastors are pouring into us, pouring into us. So, uh, so go ahead and just roll this clip real quick to represent what our pastors are doing in our lives. Check this out, bro. What's that, bro, Him? I switched to Geico and got more. More savings on car insurance? Yeah, professor, and more. Like renter's insurance. More ways to save. Nice, Brotata Chip. That's not all, Protein Shake. Geico has motorcycle and RV insurance, too. Ooh. That's a lot more. Oh, yeah. I'm all about more Teddy Roosevelt. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Yeah. Awaken Church. Expect great savings and so much more. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, for making us swole. The, uh, if I don't get, so I, um, the Lord really spoke to me about being very detailed in notes. And um, so I have a lot of notes, but if I don't get through them all and I don't get to things, I'm going to start with the end first, and then we're going to go through this entire thing. Uh, In preparation, the Lord spoke very clearly about the time and the season we're in, each one of us. And uh, I want to start off with that time and season that we're in right now. And by just reading uh, the, the end scripture for this entire sermon, it's Revelations chapter 7, and it's talking about us. John is encountering a moment where he's seeing us. So I'm going to read this. It's a little lengthy, but please bear with me. It's uh, Revelation 7, 9 through 10, and I'm skipping a little bit because there's some like and, and, and 13 and 17. So all these things, I looked and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more, nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to the living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Amen. We are living in this time. The title of my message today is There Is More. There Is More. So what's in it for you guys today? Today is a purpose. The purpose of today is to receive fresh revelation from heaven, fresh revelation from uh, the Lord directly. And uh, I'm just going to take a quick minute and pray. Lord, I seal this room in the blood of Jesus Christ. I bless every person in this room today, Lord God, and we establish kingdom authority in this place. 
Lord, I thank you that as I speak, Lord God, your word ministers to your saints in this room, that things shift in the atmosphere of their lives, in their hearts, in their minds, Lord God. And as we dwell in your holy mountain tonight, Lord God, raise us up to the place you called to, Lord. And we dedicate this evening to you and to our future with you, Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Isaiah 2.2. I'm going to give you a couple scriptures, and then I'm going to actually hopefully have some fun. The uh, Isaiah 2.2, now it will come to pass that in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be firmly established as the highest of the mountains and will be exalted above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. Mm. All the nations will come to salvation. Ephesians 2.6, and he raised us up together with him. When we believed and seated us with him in heavenly places, because we are in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 29.2, when the righteous are in authority and become great, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people grow, groan and sigh. The, um, I want to highlight today that each one of you have a kingdom assignment to step into the same shoes that Christ walked in the same calling that Christ had. Each one of you are destined for healing in your hands, are destined for a, 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 a prophetic words on your mouth, and are destined to bring people into the kingdom of heaven and to bring them into the holy mountain that we sit in today. In 2016, a year, a year before um, me and my wonderful wife, um, Elena, arrived here, I had a dream. And... Uh, the Lord brought three members this dream in preparation, and uh, I'm going to get a little bit in length about this dream because it's uh, 100% applicable to this evening, 100% applicable to this evening, um, to this message and the season we're in. Uh, it was pretty cool. In the dream, I'm in, I'm in a large mountain on top of a hill, and uh, the mansion, I didn't know anything about it. Now, this is a year before we came here, before we knew anything about C3 Church, Awaken Church, anything about anything. Um, so I have this dream, and... All I know in this dream is there's this huge mansion. It's beautiful. It's just lush green. It's on top, and it's like this beautiful lush mountaintop. And, and in the far distance, I didn't know anything about the house. I just, in the dream in 2016, I just, I just knew that some Australians owned it. That's all I knew. And uh, now I know uh, what that meant. Um, so... This large mansion on top of this hill, and this beautiful fresh pond, and there's water flowing from the house into the pond. And, uh, and of course, because I like having fun in dreams, I get a jet ski. So I got a jet ski in this pond, and I'm just having a blast on top of this hill. And then I noticed the water on this uh, mountaintop. In this mountaintop experience I had, this water, uh, there was a stream that left the, the pond, and it went down to another pond. It, and it went down to another pond. And, uh, and there was a few of those all the way down to the bottom of the mountain. And, and as I took the jet ski lower down this mountain and down, down, the ponds got a little less pretty, a little less gorgeous, a little less, like the next pond had like a tree in the middle of it. The first pond had like a fish jumping, you know? I'm like, yeah, I love fishing. And then the second pond had trees and the next one had like extra moss. And, and eventually I went down a few more ponds and, and there was a, uh, there was, uh, even the streams between the ponds were just getting hard to manage. There was a lot of brush, a lot of things cluttering it. But water was still flowing from the top of the mountain down. When I got to the bottom, I left the bottom pond. It was nasty. There's trees everywhere. I could barely get through with my sweet jet ski. And, uh, but I found where the water is leaving again. And it was at the base of the mountain. So I got into the, 
little stream that left that last pond. And it was so terrible. I had to get off the jet ski. I had to go walking into the brush. And I'm like pushing through this brush. And at the base of this mountain, all of a sudden, somebody jumped up out of the bush like I startled them. And they took off running away from the mountain, away from this, uh, this mountain in, towards like the desert that was all around the mountain area to the, to the far off plains. And I, I thought he was a, a homeless person at first. I, I scared him and he, and he ran off. And that was the dream. And for me, I was like kind of torn and kind of trying to figure that out. And, um, but through prayer, you know, the, the Lord will reveal. I don't know if you guys know this, but like we're all called to dream. We're all called to dream. Many of us have dreams. Many of us have bad dreams. And, um, but the Lord speaks through dreams. And uh, he actually, he, and, and so through this, uh, Joel chapter 2, we'll just leave it at that. Look at Joel chapter 2, look at the book of Acts, and how the Lord talks about his spirit being poured out onto all flesh. But anyways, I, I was just asking the Lord about this dream over the past few years, and didn't spend much time on it. But he specifically brought it up this last week, and, um, and he was highlighting the, the different parts of the dream. In the distance away from the mountain, and uh, all the desert plains, and it's kind of like the far-off desert was, was kind of raised off the ground. There was different hilly places, maybe other little mountains, but, but nothing was like alive. It was kind of barren. I wouldn't say it was a wasteland, but it was definitely um, a desert. And, um, and, that, uh, and I felt like the Lord said that that territory belongs to the enemy, and it's where, it's where those that are lost and don't know Christ dwell. And, uh, but the mountain, the mountain itself, um, just as we read at the beginning, in uh, Isaiah 2.2, 2, the, um, that's, the, that's the mountain of the Lord. That's the mountain where the house of the Lord is at. And it's where we actually dwell. We actually dwell on the mountain of the Lord, this mountain of Zion, this mountain of salvation. And um, so water flowing from the top represents God's providence, his presence in our life. Uh, on the top of the mountain, his throne, his living waters, his covering. It's a place of salvation. And it's where we dwell as believers on this mountain. And um, there's various levels in this dream, wasn't there? And it sounded kind of messed up. Like, I'm a believer. Am I? Well, what level am I on? Did God put me on that level? Is that my gift? Is that, what is, it? Is that my portion in this world, is to, is to be on the lowest level? And uh, no. In God's infinite grace and mercy, he actually has levels on his mountain, on his mountain of, of salvation. So, because we put ourselves there. But he's not going to cut off the flow in our lives just because we're working out our things. He starts with salvation, brings us into his, 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 the, the home of his mountaintop. And he brings us there and he meets us where we're at. And over time, he brings us up. I messed my notes up. Now, I overanalyzed and I'm going to talk about that overanalyzing a little bit. So the top of the mountain, we'll start at the bottom of the mountain. We'll start at the middle of the mountain. Because so in 2000, 2017, uh, I think we felt like we were in the middle of the mountain. And uh, I think sometimes we're still in the middle of the mountain. But the middle of the mountain is um, we, we tapped into things of the Lord. We're, we're, we're serving the Lord. We're, we're excited about things of the Lord. Uh, we might not have necessarily grasped our identity in the Lord. And uh, 
top of the mountain. Top of the mountain is you know who you are in Christ. You have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You understand that you're to sit at the table with Christ because of the price he paid, and you sit in the most holy place with him even at this very moment. That is what living on the mountaintop is. It's not by what we've done. It's by what Christ has done, and that's, that's what the top is. And then the bottom of the mountain, the bottom of the mountain is... I just come to know Jesus, or maybe I've known Jesus for a long time, and, I, and I've given my life to him. And, uh, but the bottom of the mountain is, I'm, I, I gave my life to Jesus, but, you know, I'm okay with just being under the shadow of, of his mountain, and I'm just, I'm just glad to be here, and I don't deserve anything else. And uh, we'll, we'll dig into these three areas a little bit more a little bit later, and um, I'm going to shift over because regardless of where any one of you are at today, whether you're, you're sitting in the penthouse suite and you're living, you're living that prosperous, fruitful, healing-filled life with Christ in the, in the upper room of his mansion on a hilltop somewhere, or whether you're working out through a lot of things, just, I'm, I'm feeling anointed, but man, I'm working things out at the house and I'm in that middle pond and I keep running into trees and things. Or whether you're on, you feel like you're at the bottom of the mountain and you barely squeaked even in here tonight, I'm here to tell you that Jesus Christ has a plan for you. Jesus Christ it has, has a plan to actually bring you to where we're all called to. And that's to that upper room, to that, that part of the house. And so there is more. Every single one of us has more. Every single one of us, whether, whether we've been preaching forever, whether we've been here forever, whether we just came from another church, whether you just walked in the door, there is more. There is more. There's unsearchable riches the Lord has planned for us. And um, I want to give an example of this because I felt like when I was praying about this, maybe somebody was like, you know, I'm good. I'm good. You know, Jesus walks with me and he talks with me, tells me I am his only. That's the so songs I sang growing up. And there's a settling that can occur in the Christian faith that we want to break off today. And I'm going to give you an example. My first day of kindergarten. <laughs> all right, we're all like kids in the Lord's eyes, right? But how many kids have you talked to, and, and they're talking to you like they know everything, everything. They're like, you can't get it by them. I was that same kid in kindergarten. And I think about it back then. I remember at some point as an adult, I remembered the rationality in my mind that all the, the factors to my train of thought were yes and amen. They were true. And uh, so on my way home with my little Mr. Rogers button-up sweater, that uh, my mom got me because I found the picture of it. I knew, I lived out in the country, okay? So my house is in one spot. We lived on a corner of, of two dirt roads. And in a, three miles down the one dirt road is the starting point for the bus. And then the bus goes about 30 to 45 minutes all the way around to right in front of my house. And I'm like one of the last ones off the bus. I'm five years old. I don't know that. All I know is I remember mom and dad coming back from the village, coming back from the town, taking that three-mile road and coming to our house. So when the bus driver stops to drop whoever the three-mile-away neighbor was that at that first, very first bus stop, I'm like, whoa, 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 bus driver, bus driver. This is my stop. This is my stop. And the bus driver's like, no, it's not. I don't even remember what they were saying because I was five and I was just doing whatever I wanted. Regardless... In 1986, the
the bus driver's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, my house is just right down there. It's just right down there. And sure enough, I get off the bus. He lets me get off the bus, and I just start walking. Because my house, my house is right there. That's my street. Is it true that that was my street? Yes, that was my street. That was my street. Is it true that my house was down on the end of that? Yes. Anyways, I'm walking. Stranger drives by vaguely. I remember the stranger lady driving by. She's vaguely familiar, but she's a stranger. So she's like, let me give you a ride. And I'm like, I'm not allowed to get ride with strangers. And I'm just walking. I got my backpack. I got to let you know, it was a long walk. It might have been five miles. I could probably Google map it right now and um, look up Gladden Road in Lucas, Ohio. The... um, Regardless, sometime in the future, my mom comes, picks me up, and uh, she brings me. Needless to say, there was something I didn't know. I didn't know. There was more. There was more to the story. And that's exactly how the devil wants us to live our life. He wants, us to, he wants to give us all the, the truth he'll allow us to have. It might prosper us. It might, bring us. it might bring us victory, victory, victory. But it'll cut us short. It'll cut us short, and he wants us to settle. He wants to, he wants to settle with salvation. He wants us to settle with only uh, some, one person getting healed. He wants to settle with only a good connect group. He wants to settle with uh, perfect attendance at church. I'm telling you right now, every single one of you are called to be ministers of the gospel in fire, and the Holy Spirit fire flowing out of your presence. When you open up your heart and you press and you just love people. And Jesus Christ is faithful to work out the stuff, the character, the heart, all the issues. And the devil wants to say, no, you're good. You're good. You're going to heaven. You're good. So that's one. point one. There, is, there more. is more. It's the title of my message, but it's point one because it's that important. There is more. And when you always believe there's more, then you're never going to settle. You're never going to settle. Next. Okay, so in 2017, me and Elena came here. We're in our little pond on, on God's mountain. We were baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. We were operating in some gifts. Uh, I think the prophetic, gift to helps, administration, a few other things. Like Elena and I, when we go together, everywhere we go, peace breaks out. It's a gift we have. It's a gift we have. We just walk in the door and like the wars stop, literally. We were in Madagascar, the war stopped. We were in Rwanda, in like in, in 09 and no violence while we're there. And, uh, and then also through logistical processes, we're, uh, we're like some master wizards if we don't fight each other on it. But in 2017, we came in and I told you guys this before. I was like, why is everybody so good looking? This is ridiculous. There's a bunch of spirit of lust in this place. <laughs> what I didn't realize, what I didn't realize is I had built up religious defenses in my heart to where if I looked at somebody that was pretty, I would like, <laughs> the person's like fully clothed. Now, I, there's a difference between um, lusting after somebody and then not even looking at people. Like, hi, how's it going, Heather? Hi, it's so good to see you. No, I'm not going to even do a side hug today. No, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe a one-arm side hug. So I had things inside of me, like in my pond that we're tripping on. And I'm like, what the heck? I love Jesus. I love my wife. I'm not running around doing stuff, but there was things, and we've all got things that the devil will try to just have us hang out. You're drinking from, you're drinking from the living water. You are. You are. You're like four ponds down from the glory God's called you to, but you know what? Just, 
just push the brush out of the way and suck it up with a straw because um, it's your portion. It's your portion. The Lord covers you. No, he wants freedom. He wants freedom. The Lord is here to level you up tonight. He's here to level you up tonight. Now, what got me and Elena through, there were some practicals. We got in a connect group immediately. We got in a connect group immediately. I didn't, want to get, I didn't really want to get in a connect group for some reason, but I saw a military connect group, so I got in the military connect group because that's my people because I was military. There's a connect group. If you're not in one, there's literally a connect group that the Lord has molded and prepared and postured. So you can walk right in there. You can walk right in there, and you're like, man, this is my family. This is my family. Yeah. We came out of a culture on the East Coast to serve. Unfortunately, that culture was, there ain't many of us serving, so you're going to have to serve forever, every ministry, everywhere. And it was good. It was good. It taught us how to be obedient. It taught us uh, sacrifice. But we came in, and immediately we was like, it was cool. Was it the first Sunday? The first Sunday we did the grow class? We showed up on a Sunday, sat down for the service. We're like, we're home. Next Sunday, we did what was, what's now called the DNA classes, and then... The fourth Sunday after that, they somehow did our background checks and vetted us. And got, we were in kids' church immediately. And we're like, heck yes. And I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. I just want to, shameless plug, I didn't want to go to kids' church. But we went in there and we started serving because we know that the, the Lord's house is built on the hearts of those that aren't volunteers, but they're servants of the Lord. They, they, they give of themselves. You know, there's a difference between a servant and a volunteer. A volunteer does it for a, a bullet point on a resume. I know we got the, the volunteer team. We, we got we to we make definitions for something. But rest assured, if you're serving right now because you want to get, like, really good at, at, at serving in all the different ministries because the Lord's grooming you for ministry and he's gloom, grooming you for, to, because of your pastoral anointing or because of your preaching anointing, listen, you're going to be in that ministry for a long time. And uh, because I took it out of my notes, but I think the Lord's want me to put it back in here. We don't serve for promotion or position. We serve because God's heart rests in us. We are the temple of Christ in Revelations. And it doesn't matter. I ran into people in kids' church. They're like, I don't even feel like I should be here. And I'm just like, stick with it. Stick with it. You got leadership and you're like, da, da. And they stuck with it. And in the midst of it, they knew they loved the Lord and they wanted to pour out. The Lord started cultivating in them, started cultivating leadership. And that's exactly what happened to us. But there was a hunger. There was a hunger. And I'm going to hit on it. Um, point two is be hungry. But I'm going to hit on it on my, on my third point as well. The um, being hungry, being hungry, I would argue, being hungry for things of the Lord, for when you read that there's unsearchable riches that the Lord has, when he, when he talks about, I will pour out a blessing you cannot contain, like, man, what are those blessings? Is it limited to like certain subjects? When he says he will show us the future and the secrets to come, but the, the, those who don't believe are going to be in the dark. When he says in the end times, he's going to raise us up, that his power, what does it mean when, it, what does it mean when his, his, his spirit gets poured on all flesh and that we all may prophesy? What does that mean? The, uh, there's a hunger that starts stirring up. If you have a hunger, even if it's a, a mustard seed of faith of hunger, I'm telling you right now, it's enough. It's enough because those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. You know, a lot of people think that's, that's filled to a position or a status. This last year and a half, 
these last two years, the Lord talked to me something about character and, 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 and the development of my character. It's surprisingly, it's important, but it's a backseat to the anointing that he has reserved for each one of us. And it's fulfilled by hunger first and foremost. Hunger for truth, hunger for his word. And I'm telling you, don't worry about your fears and your failures and your sins. There is, don't worry about which pond you're at. Don't worry about if you're under, at the bottom of the mountain. Right now, you stay hungry. You stay hungry for things of the Lord. Let's say you're not hungry for the word right now. You're hungry for community, getting to connect. You're hungry for something of the Lord's serve. There's an extra event. We got Twisted coming up. Yeah. Twisted the musical. It's a, it is a musical, the adaptation of Scrooge, and it is a backstory, uh, made-up backstory, all to 80s music. And it will radically transform your life, even as a Christian. Even as a Christian. It reinstilled my, my identity in 2017. So we have all these extra events here at the church. When we have a conference... I came up out of like, yo, we got another conference. Our conference are kingdom mandates for next leveling for the church. So when it's like $50, $20, $150, let's put your money where your hunger is. Your hunger is in things of the Lord. Did you know like we could actually make a lot of our events free, but we don't do it because mammon, the spirit of mammon is so strong in this world today there's a, there's a few big spirits that are really big in this world right now. We literally make sure that each one of us has some skin in the game when we go. Because those who, we know that those who hunger and thirst of the righteousness of God will be filled. And I'm telling you, when we're filled with God's righteousness, all those dreams, all those end time revelations, all these things in the last time will allow us to stand up and walk in just as Christ told us to do greater things than him. And we've seen the healings. We've seen the marriages restored. We've seen the addiction broken off of people. We've seen the resurrection power of Jesus Christ even in the past two months in this church, in this campus. And I'm telling you right now, do not, do not lose that hunger. And if you don't have that hunger today, we're going to talk about it at the end. We're going to provide an opportunity. Running out of, running out of spit. Lastly, you know, on the mountain of the Lord, we can, we can, we can step into these different realms. I call them places of revelation. I remember when I had a, a serving the Lord in the beginning in 05, and I remember the moment I had a revelation of Jesus Christ's love for me. It actually broke, it broke demonic holds off of my body and off of my life. And, uh, and healed me in ways I had lost hope. And, um, but whether, whether you're barely hanging on, whether you're bat at, at, the, at the base of the mountain, and you're, at any minute you could just go, it's like, I don't need this, I'm going to go, and, and, and take off into the barren places that we've all been before, whether you're, you're battling it out, trying to work through the, the brush of, the, of the, the middle layers of ponds, and, and, and you're, you're drinking from things of the Lord, or, or, and you're trying to work your way to a, to a clearer place, to some places of freedom, or whether you're, you've had such an amazing hilltop experience. Maybe it was Cherish Conference. Maybe it was, maybe it was Emerge Conference. Maybe it was just last Sunday. And, and you just know that the Lord loves you, and you just know that he's, that he's called you to greater things. And that his intimacy is real. That he gave his son for you. And you know that. 
And uh, whether in any of those places right now, the, uh, there's always more. And I want to highlight that we need to be free, that there's a freedom that each one of us uh, needs to have faith for and believe. You know, in 2005, the, um, I had gotten to a point, and uh, even 2004, before I met Jesus-ish, I used to be the kid that go home and get saved at church every time I was on military leave. As Jesus, I'd, I always get saved and always get saved and last about two weeks. My salvation would last about two weeks. But um, in 04 and 05, I mean, I was a Christian and I knew I was going to heaven. But I had done so many bad things. I'd hurt so many people that, uh, that hopelessness and despair and um, had actually removed every, every dream I had every dream I had for the future. So here I am, a saved, a saved man, and telling myself, you know, I might not, you know, the people I've been with and the way I've treated people, like all I'll ever be allowed to have is, is someone who will at least come home to me most of the time because that's who I was. Or maybe, you know, I won't be able to stop abusing substances, abusing myself um, because of my insecurities. I, I was real quick to, to hurt others. So I was, I was like, I've destroyed everything. And uh, an estranged daughter and uh, from a past uh, one night stand. And, and I said, well, well, my dream of being a good Christian and, and marrying a Christian woman and having all these kids and, and all this stuff is, uh, I was like, well, at least I'll go to heaven. And I don't believe, especially now, that I have six kids, smoking hot, spirit-filled Christian wife. I don't, I don't believe I would have made it in that state and uh, of just, well, at least I'll make it to heaven. And uh, I was looking back on it, and you know what got me through is uh, I knew that there was a, a string of help and hope through it. Now, I'm a, at the time, I was a Christian guy I was learning how to prophesy. We were learning about dreams and visions and, and what it would be like in corporate prayer. And we'd have like worship fire in the nights where the young adults would come at nighttime and, and just worship. And I, I literally believe our prayers closed down like this really intense hip hop club down the street where people would get shot and stuff like that because of our prayers. So like we were doing kingdom things, but in the midst of it, I was like, well, you know, at least I'll get to heaven. At least I'll go to heaven. And, um, but the thing that kept me was, um, of course, Jesus. But listen, listen to this. Just with Jesus. He, you know, he, he actually called us first. He actually drew us first to him. You didn't just come here whenever you came, whether it was tonight or a week ago. He actually drew us. He called us first. And um, him calling me, left a, a mustard seed of hunger, just hunger. Like I mentioned earlier, like there's, there's more, there's more to his kingdom. And it, and through that hunger and, and a few of those things that led to that, the connecting, the, the, the serving, the accountability with others, it, it drew me up out of that hopelessness and a, and a spirit of hopelessness broke off of me over time. The insecurities of, of my actions of my past broke off. The, the, um, 
the lack of a vision for the future with a hope broke off. And, uh, and that's, that's where I was able to actually see someone who I was like way out of my league in that maybe I got a chance. And, uh, and the Lord is one of restoration. And uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been, how many positions you've held in, out of the church. The, um, it's time to get back in the game. We are in a season, we are in this world where God's saints are rising up. We are the answer because Christ is the answer and that Christ lives in you. He lives in you and he's operating in you. Everywhere you go, you might not even like it. Those friends you love to be around, you, know, you, you can't even hang around them anymore, can you? Because they just get mad at you. Because they, they, what, what they've submitted to and what they're going through, they, those things don't like the kingdom of heaven that's on your life, that mark that's on your life. So before I go any further, I, I definitely want to spend the time tonight chatting with and, and maybe, we'll, maybe we'll stop chatting. But I want to pray with, with um, those of us who, who just want, want that hunger restored. We want to be able to uh, go to our, our next levels. We, wanna, we, we just want some more of that. There is more. There is more. We want to see what it means when hunger and thirst leads to a filling of, of the righteousness of Christ in us. Before, before we get to that, I can't neglect the part of the dream that about broke my heart and uh, is for those that here we are on our, our mountain of salvation as Christians, but there's people out there that don't even know that this mountain exists. And I want to afford an opportunity if there's anybody in this room that you don't, you've never stepped into the mountain of salvation of the Lord. You know, you don't even have to understand it because the Lord's presence is here. And regardless of the words I say, his power is even touching you right now, changing and transforming you because the faith that took you to walk in this room the, uh, is enough. It's enough. But if you haven't met Jesus, had an encounter with his presence, I want to offer you, everyone just bow their head briefly. You don't have to stand. I just want to take a quick moment here. If you don't know anything about God's power, covering, relationship, it comes through Jesus Christ. God so loved us that he created us for perfection. He created us in a, in a world that, that got tainted and that got destroyed. And then we end up falling in that. But he brought a redemption story through sending his son, Jesus Christ, to pay for that price of all that evil. Evil, darkness can't exist in God's presence. But Jesus Christ paid the price of that. So if you've never made a decision for Jesus Christ tonight, I just want you to look at me and just raise your hand just at me. Yeah, I see that hand. Just look at me and raise that hand. I see you, sir. And I'm going to shift over a little bit while our heads are closed. And I want to talk about that, that bottom of the mountain area. That, that person that, that was you just been dwelling. Maybe, maybe you got up and ran from the covering of the Lord. 
Maybe you were at some, some different level on the mountain, and, but you, you're like, I got to run. I'm too scared. And you, and you quit and you gave up for a season. I'm telling you right now, you're back. You're back. Today is the day of your salvation, your return. The Bible says that a righteous man stumbles seven times but gets back up. So if that's you today and you've, you've stumbled and you fell away, and you can tell, you can tell when you leave the covering of the, of the mountain of the Lord. I do. I know that feeling, that when you just step away. The, uh, today's the day for your return. So if that's you and you've, you've, what you, what you've heard is you've slid back or fell behind or fell back in, in your walk with the Lord, and you want to reignite with Jesus Christ, just raise your hand and point it to me. Can I see that hand? Anyone else? Today's the day of restoration. Good. I want to shift over and I ask everyone to stand up. Sir, I, I see your hand and we're going we're gonna to say, would you mind coming up here, sir? Is that okay? Yeah. Come on up here. Let's just give them a round of applause. I, I'm just putting you on the spot, but I feel such a strength coming from you. Did you raise your hand as well, sir, as kind of returning? So this is what courage looks like, everyone. I want you to look at this home. Is this your son? Is this your son? I'm Mike. You guys related? You guys in-laws? All right, so they're, they inherited each other. So this is what courage looks like. This is what strength looks like. And I hope you guys are okay. We're going to pray real quick uh, with you directly. And then we're going to actually, you're going to transfer your strength to others who have been going through their own battles. Um, I just feel the Lord's presence on you in such a mighty way, sir. I just... I just want to pray for you. And we're going to start. Just repeat after me real quick. And just join me as I pray with this man. And, um, and as we pray, I'm going to see the years, the hard years just shed off of you. Okay? So just join me in, in echoing this prayer. And everyone, please join us. Say, Father God, I come to you today. I'm done doing it my own way. And say, I receive your son, Jesus. And I receive you today. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul and restoring my life, restoring all those years. I have a future of a hope Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.